You're listening to Driving Out Loud with Joe and Tracy. friends and welcome to another edition of driving out loud with joe and tracy i am tracy and here of course with joe joe the other guy the other man okay joe so we had a special guest this week in episode eight number eight we made it past the statistical episode number seven i know right everybody gives up (laughs) oh great So our special guest today uh, is Billy DeVette. Billy DeVette is the front man for Wild Bill Outlaws. Good band. Yes. And they are out of Denver, Colorado. So what we did was we sat down with Billy and we had an interview with him and he gave us a little history of who he is, you know, how long he's been recording music, which is now over 30 years. Yeah. Billy got his start. Um, as a 19 year old, is that what he said? Well, yeah. uh, 18, 18 or 19. <clears throat> so 18 yeah. years old. And he was down on the sunset strip in Los Angeles in the metal days. Yes. The Hell party yeah. days. Hell yeah. Some of the, some of the, he's got some really good stories too. Some of the stories he was telling me, I was like, damn, you got to play with them before they got big. <laughs> Hell right. yeah. So Billy draws his imp- inspirations from bands such as Aerosmith, Bad Company, the Eagles, you know. Bands like that. A lot of the great classics. Yeah, a lot of the great classic rock and roll hits. And you do hear it in his music. Yes. The, and the Eagles more specifically. So there's some, I think he draws a lot from the Eagles. Right. I, I can't remember if I asked him or not, but you can definitely tell he's kind of got that Eagles vibe, at least with this uh, new album that he came out with, which right. is called? Back to Denver. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Back to Denver is his feature song for today. We're going to let you take a listen to that before we get into the interview. Also, you can follow him on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also find his music, other albums that he's created on Apple Music and Spotify. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into this because we are pressed for time in this episode. Like every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so... Here we go. Just hang on tight. Here is Billy DeVette with Back to Denver.
So, okay, folks. So we are here with Billy DeVette. He is the front man of Wild Bill Outlaws. And we want to give Billy a warm welcome to the Driving Out Loud pod- podcast. Billy, how's awesome. it going, man? Thanks, guys. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we are very happy to he- very happy that you're here with us. So very excited. Billy, tell us a little bit about your music, what you do, and you know, just just give us a little a little history about yourself. Well, shit, man. It's a, it's been a long road for me, man. I've been uh, playing music and recording for the past thirty some odd years, man. I uh, I grew nice. up in Los Angeles and. Uh, uh, started playing the uh, Sunset Strip when I was 19 years old back in the uh, um, hair metal days back oh, uh, wow. back then. And um, uh, cool. my dad was in a band and he uh, through the 70s. And uh, so I grew up just, you know, around music back then and, uh, you know, played a bunch of bands on the Sunset Strip and then uh, moved out to Colorado and got married and had kids and uh, then started uh, re- really just producing and writing my own solo records. And I put out a bunch of uh, solo stuff over the years as well. And uh, just released uh, a, a new record called uh, Back to Denver. Um, just uh, just recorded during the uh, the lockdown uh, sessions. So uh, that's my latest right release uh, that we'll probably talk about a little bit later. But, um, you know, I've been uh, playing lead guitar and uh, singing and writing songs for, for over 35 years now. And um, it's just what I love to do. You know, it's just a, a good time. So I do it for fun now um, and just throw my music out there and, uh, you know, for people to enjoy it. Okay, so yeah, I wanted to get a little history on this back going back to Denver song. So I know oh, everybody wow. was in the lockdown and what is your mindset when you're sitting there, you can't go anywhere. You've got all these ideas going across your head. I mean, what what what's your mood when you come up with this song? You know, how does how does that come to be? <laughs> well, it's it's funny, this song, I kind of had the idea um, a little before the lockdown. Um, and so, I don't know, it was it was around January. I, I started working on the idea for it. And, uh, you know, I got a little home recording studio that I laid my, lay, you know, song ideas down. And, um, and I, I put down the song and I kind of had a rough idea. You know, it's about partying and having a good time and in Denver oh, yeah. and shit. So, um, uh, and then when the lockdown, I had a bunch of songs that were, you know, pretty much, you know, almost finished, but not quite. Right. And, and the lockdown really kind of forced me with all this extra time on my hands. I was, I was like, well, hell, I might as well just finish all these damn songs. So, um, (laughs) you know, you know, I was doing puzzles with my wife, you know, and I was like, well, it's either do a puzzle with my wife or go down to the basement and finish a song and, uh, and put out a record. So, uh, so I I managed to do a little bit of both during that time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good deal. That's a good deal. Yeah, I was I was thinking that we would probably on the tail end of all of this and everything that's going on. I was I was under the impression that we would get some good music that comes out of this cuz yeah. we've got Absolutely. people sitting at home and they're very creative and they're just the gears are turning in their heads because they can't get out and perform in front of people, so the creativity yeah. is just boiling over and over. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I'm already starting to see like a playlist just called down the lockdown sessions. And, right. You know, people are putting a lot of records out, you know, called the, you know, the coronavirus session, <laughs> <Yep>. stuff like <laughs> that. So, so um, I'm reading your bio here and you draw a lot of inspiration from bands like Aerosmith, Bad Company, the Eagles. And, you know, those are all great bands. And those are, yeah, that's music that I listen to as well, you know, personally myself. So. Are there any certain songs like from Aerosmith or Bad Company? I mean, you know, are there certain songs that, you know, gave you that inspiration? Oh, by far, Aerosmith Rocks um, record was probably my biggest influence. Like back in the saddle, um, that that album just really kind of hit home with me. I just love every song on that record, and and from there, I just kind of got into Aerosmith, and I just you know I just I've always loved them. Um, you know, Bad Company again was always a big influence. Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, all those like seventies you know big you know classic rock bands were always a big influence to me. Is along 
along with the eighties, of course, is, you know, I just seventies and eighties is kind of my thing. Right. You know, right. Yeah. I play in a classic rock band uh, that I front now called the wild bill outlaws. And, and we, we do all classic rock songs basically from the nineties, eighties and the seventies primarily. Right. Just cause you know, I don't think there's really been that much great music come out in the last 25 years. To nope. tell you truth. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly. I even agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, cl- classic rock is what I grew up on, and when I when I first started listening to your to your albums, specifically the new one, I was like, you know, this reminds me a lot of Aerosmith and the Eagles and and Bad Company, and then I was you know getting some other ones, and then I, it just took me back to riding around with my dad and just jamming out to classic rock just every day. It it was yeah, nice. I, I really struggle with the genre that this latest record that I just put out uh, what it is because a lot of it is acoustic guitar oriented and um, yeah. I listen to a lot of country music now but I'm really influenced by by hard rock and heavy metal right, right so yeah. it's kind of a blend of I don't know alternative country classic rock pop rock whatever you want to call it right, uh, right. and because a lot of it was done on acoustic guitar that's more of a Americana kind of feel yep. to it sure yeah yeah, I was I was definitely getting the the country vibe out of the your new album too. Right. Yeah. A lot of there's the, a lot of that just because you know today's country is kind of like the new rock and roll, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and they kind of today's country is not necessarily right. the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll say that much, but well, I mean times change, yeah. right? Pop, yeah. yeah, we call it pop country now, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like, uh, I'm, I'm really into a lot of the uh, red dirt country, like Whiskey Myers and stuff like that. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of really into some of the uh, little alternative kind of red dirt country a lot. But, yeah, sure. you know, we end up, I end up listening to, you know, Jason Aldean and all, all the regular pop country stuff that, you know, is on the radio all the time as well. Yeah. But, yeah. Not, right. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, not not saying that there aren't good songs that have come out of the pop country, but it it's definitely more fewer and far between. But that's why we got <laughs> yeah. guys like you, Billy. I mean, you just fill that void of just really good, solid music. Yeah, I'm trying to just try to come out with, you know, stuff that just makes me happy as an artist, you know. I'm not trying to fit a certain genre or anything like that. I just kind of write music and whatever kind of feels good at the time. Like the yeah. stuff I'm recording now is it's looking like my next record is going to be a heavier rock and roll record. Okay. Um, you know, it'll it, it won't be as is kind of acoustic guitar kind of Americana. It'll be a little more heavier. Um, nice. uh, probably more down to my roots of, of my metal days, but, uh, or hard rock anyway. So it's looking like it's going to be a, a mixture of, uh, hard rock country kind of thing, you know? Yeah, so sure. that's what I'm going for anyway. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. So Joe and I, we were just listening to, I mean, we were watching your YouTube channel and you, you did this cover from, for Imagine Dragons, you know, radioactive. And, you know, that's, that's a song that I really like. Yeah, and that was very yeah. cool. Is there a reason you chose to do that song? Is there something in that song that, you know, is touches you, know, you personally? That's a great question. Uh, personally, it doesn't touch me at all. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Um, I was at the time I was, I was giving guitar lessons and I, one of my students come in and they wanted to learn the, the, the radioactive cause it was a really popular song at the time. And, uh, I started listening to it and I was just really digging the vibe that I was kind of doing on acoustic guitar. Oh, I was yeah. doing something a little bit different than what they did on the record, which is what I like to do when I do a cover of something. I don't want to do it exactly like what they've already done on the record. I want to kind of put my own twist and my own flavor on it. Yeah, um, so I think I accomplished that on that. You know, it was an acoustic version of radioactive, um, you know, and I think the message of the song is kind of cool as well. Um, I, I still play that song today on my live shows yeah. uh, just because it goes over really good. 
um, and people dig it. So, uh, like I said, I still play it. Um, it's not like, you know, the song, I heard the song, I was like, oh, this song means so much to me or anything. Right. It was just that I just dug playing it. It had a cool vibe, and I thought I did a kind of an interesting kind of different take on it. So yeah. I th- figured, well, I'm going to make a video and throw it out there just so people can check it out, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. it was a really well-put-together video. It, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have a lot of fun making the videos. Uh, you know, it's funny. You, you spend a lot of time, like, you know, recording the song or learning the song. And, and then making the video is like a whole nother thing of creating. You know, it's a, exactly. another whole nother art form, right? It's just making the video. It's kind of like what you guys are doing in these podcasts, right? You guys kind of learning as you go along, right? Yep, you know, right. it's a whole nother medium, you know, it's... And it's another form of entertainment for people. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, and we're 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 learning right now and stumbling through licensing <laughs> and learning very hard digital licensing. And yeah, it's uh it's been a little. It was tricky with our last episode. We had to we had to pull that one down because there were some licensing issues with that with that podcast. So we are in the process of working that out and trying to get permissions from the songwriters and everybody that was involved in that song that was on that podcast. So. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, all the songs that are on my record, I wrote or have permission to uh, have out. So hopefully you guys won't have any issues, guys. Right. Nice. Right. right on. Okay. So as far as um, like Wild Bill Outlaws, are, are you guys are performing now? Or do you have gigs that are coming up? And like, where are they? Yeah. So we play, uh, we play all around uh, the Denver area. Uh, we're called the Wild Bill Outlaws and we're kind of an interesting, different uh, take. Uh, it, it's kind of an acoustic rock band. Um, so it's me on acoustic guitar and lead vocals. We have uh, another guitar player named Kurt Kisselman uh, and he plays lead guitar and uh, electric and acoustic. And then we have a percussion player and he plays also plays harmonica. Um, so it's not your, like your, your traditional, you know, bass, drums, guitar kind of thing. Um, and it, and it, it kind of is interesting. It, it, it's, it's, it falls into these like really cool, intimate, smaller joints, but we also play big places as well. Like, um, we just got back from playing Sturgis. Um, we did the big Sturgis rally, uh, in in South Dakota, which was a blast. You know, we played a, a huge crowd out there and we usually go out there every year. Um, and uh, we play all around town here in Denver. We're uh, we're playing this Saturday at a place in Evergreen, Colorado, called Cactus Jacks, which is a uh, a real popular uh, yep. uh, biker kind of hangout right there in Evergreen. Yeah, yep, um, I heard of it. And we play all around town uh, in the Denver area. You can you can look us up on Facebook or go to our web uh, website and check out our, our calendar, see where we're playing around town. But um, we play a lot of biker bars, a lot of outdoor patios, um, you know, people that like the classic rock kind of stuff. So we right, fit into nice. that kind of biker crowd kind of kind of clientele. Cool. Cool. So, That's very cool. So how long have you uh, been doing the Wild Bill Outlaws? Have it, is it? Is it something relatively recent or have you been kind of working with it for years? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I started doing it with a buddy of mine. Um, uh, I, I put out a bunch of solo stuff like those cover songs on YouTube and stuff. And, and somebody about, uh, as about eight years ago, saw my stuff online and reached out to me and said, Hey, I, I see all your music out there. Would you guys be interested in, playing at a local bar here in Denver. And I was like, sure. So I, I called up a buddy of mine um, and his name was Bill Owen. And uh, he was an old high school buddy. We never played guitar together or played in a band together. Um, but uh, I, I reached out to him and said, hey, this would be a great opportunity for us to jam together and put a project together. So um, we uh, we said, okay, let's do this thing together, just him and I. It was both of us on acoustic guitars. And uh, we asked a bunch of people on Facebook, uh, what should we call ourselves? And they all said, well, you're both named Bill, so call yourself the Double Bills. So uh, we started playing as the Double Bills. And, uh, and just uh, a couple years ago, I want to say about three years ago, he moved to Idaho. So oh, okay. <laughs> I had to find oh, another no. guy. And I was like, well... I can't find another guy that's named Bill, so yeah, I'm gonna have hard. to change the name, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I ch- so double bills morphed into Wild Bill Outlaws. So essentially, nice. okay. you know, I changed it to Wild Bill Outlaws just in case anybody else moved that uh, I didn't have to change the name anyways. Right. right. So, right. Uh, so Wild Bill Outlaws slash double bills have been playing around town here in Denver 
for the past five or six years now. Nice. Okay, cool. Very nice. Yeah, so one of my favorite things to do is just to sit and watch acoustic play or acoustic covers. And one of my favorite artists to watch was Chris Cornell because he did yes. some awesome, awesome covers that just blow me away. This is what attracted me to your music because you do a lot of, you know, acoustic rock and acoustic country pop and everything. So yeah. that's that's a good thing for me. And that's one thing that I really love about music is the acoustic versions of all of these songs. Yeah, that's what I try to go for. And I've listened to a lot of Chris Cornell. Obviously, I'm a big fan of him. I mean, Soundgarden was a, a, a I was a huge fan of them. And um, and he's done some great covers by Led Zeppelin, Prince. Yeah. I mean, a lot of great stuff out there. You know, I wish I could sing like him. I've tried to cover some of those songs. And I'm like, well, he's already done it so well. that <laughs> you know, right. I'm probably not going to do it justice. So. Right. Well, I'll, I will say that you definitely got that very unique classic rock singing voice like it, when when you, i when i heard you at least that's what went to, through my mind is like oh this guy's been you know been through been through the the washer if you will and playing the classic rock sound for a long time and it really comes out and it's like you can tell he has picked up on very very powerful singers and has applied it to his music and it yeah well, thanks, man. I really appreciate the compliment, man. That's uh, that's awesome. I, uh, I I've tried to sing other types of styles, like like I mentioned, I tried uh, doing some country stuff, but uh, my voice does tend to sound better doing the more classic rock stuff. I don't have a great low kind of. Uh, baritone kind of yeah. uh, country voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a streamer, I guess. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, you got to stick with what works, I guess, right? Yeah, so. that's right. So what you're doing, it works. I mean, it sounds great. So, yeah, yeah, it sounds really good. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've just been I've been jamming out to you for the past few days, to be honest. And I was just like, man, this guy's got some great stuff. It just sounds really good, and it just really kind of hits home. Really. Thanks, man. I really, really appreciate the compliment. Yeah, that's awesome. So what kind of, uh, what are you working on currently? I mean, I, I don't want you to give away any, you know, anything you don't want to give away yet, but what, what kind of music are you working on currently? Uh, right now I'm working on some, uh, some more harder rock stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, it's, uh, it's going to be more, uh, heavier kind of, uh, more like a cross between, you know, a, a classic, you know, seventies, eighties, straightforward rock mixed with a little bit of a, you know, today's country hard rock version of, of, of country with it, I guess you'd call it. Right. right. So that's kind of what I'm going for now. It's kind of, kind of the next re this record was more of an Americana kind of thing. So the next record, I'm definitely going to go for a harder rock kind of a concept. I think uh, also with wild bill outlaws, um, uh, Kirk Kisselman is a, the latest new guitar player in the band. So uh, we're touring all around uh, the local area here, um, really pushing Wild Bill Outlaws a lot. So uh, having a lot of fun with that project as well. So, um, nice. you know, I just sit in the basement and put out shit, you know, and just throw it against the wall right. and see what oh, works. Yeah. Some, sometimes that's just what you got to do. And a lot of times that's where you find some of the best sounding stuff is just you know putting something out and it's like well i can change this here i can change that here and then then you have something that's just you know blows people away and really changes into a very very solid song instead of just spitting out song after song after record after record you know if you yeah sit there and spend yeah. your time yeah pretty much i my first solo record that i did back in uh, 2010 was a, a mix of just a bunch of different styles as well. I had an instrumental song on there. I had uh, some ballads. I had some really, really heavy stuff. Um, so it's it's really a, a I don't like to like just do one thing throughout the whole record. I like it to be kind of a mix of a lot of different styles of music. Yeah, sure. Um, just to kind of keep it fresh so yeah. all the songs don't sound exactly the same. Yeah, very nice. You say you grew up in Los Angeles. And I know the Sunset Strip back in the 80s was a wild party. So I know yes. you've probably got some great <laughs> stories from that time. So would you be willing to share something from that time? Because I, I watched this movie one time and, you know, it was just, just all about what, ha was, what was going on back in those days, like with Poison and Guns N' Roses and, you know, all the 
famous bands that were coming through the Sunset Strip and playing those famous clubs. So I know you got some stories, so I'd like to hear some of those stories from that history in your life. Sure. So like I said, um, I started playing the Sunset Strip when I was 19. Um, and the band was called Devet, as a matter of fact. And uh, um, I, I played a show at the Troubadour. And it was my band, it was Warrant, and it was Poison. Nice. Um, those three bands at, nice. at at the Troubadour. Um, and uh, that particular show, we uh, it was Warrant opened, Poison played next, and then we played after Poison. And uh, Poison had these huge confetti guns that they brought out at the Troubadour. And the Troubadour is a really, really small place. It's it's real famous, but it's really, really tiny. It's much smaller than people ever anticipated. It's smaller than the Whiskey. It's smaller than the Roxy. And there was confetti everywhere. And uh, I had it all, it was all over the stage. And of course, I'm playing a gig and, and, uh, and I go to do some crazy rock move and of course i fall on the stage you know it's, and we're all fucked up at the time you know we're all drinking before we go on stage and everything and and uh and back then i would have a b bunch of big parties at my house because uh um and we had a big band house and, and poison would end up coming over to our house and we'd all party together and and uh poison actually ended up asking me to uh, audition for as their guitar player this was before they had cc deville so me and about 100 other guys all auditioned for poison uh, when they were looking for a new guitar player and uh uh they thought I was just a little too heavy metal for them at the time. They were uh, more into the glam rock. They were looking for uh, a real, real glammy guy, and I was, I was more a little more heavy, heavy metal for them. So they passed on me. But uh, well, I ended up continuing to play a flag football with Brett. He was a really great guy and cool guy to hang out with back in the day. Um, cool. Later on, we did some shows with Guns and Roses, um, and those guys, man, they they really knew how to party, man. They. They partied their brains out, man. They were. Uh, we did a show at the Roxy one time, and they were back at the. Uh, we were all backstage, and those guys were. They were partying at a whole different level. I thought we knew how to party, and those guys were definitely partying uh, <laughs> just like crazy, man. It was. It was definitely insane. The whole eighties time was just. It was. It was a. There won't be anything ever like it. Uh, no, I don't. It was. That. It was pretty remarkable.
So I really wish that I could have, well, been a little older in the 80s because, you know, I'm, I'm, I was born in the mid-70s and I was just 10 years old in the mid-80s. So, yeah, I really wish I could have partaken yeah, you just, some of that. You just missed it. You just missed it by a... By a handful of years there, man, yeah. it was, it was, well, you know, back then, I don't know, you guys, you know, nobody had phones, right? I mean, so, you know, I was in a band, uh, you know, today I, I was in a band called Cold Sweat and we were managed by Wendy Dio, who was Ronnie James Dio's wife. And uh, we would frequently go over to Ronnie's house and he would barbecue and, and I would play asteroids in, in his game room and hang out with him. And, yeah. and I'm like, to this day, I don't have a single photo of me with Ronnie James Dio. And I'm like, <laughs> how awesome would that be? And I'm like, well, nobody had phones in their pockets back right. then. Right yeah. now, if, now, if you're like with any celebrity at all, you're, you know, everybody's taking a selfie. Right. But <laughs> yep, uh, yeah. Back then, you had to carry around a big 35-millimeter camera if you wanted to take photos. And, you know, you just looked like a douchebag if you were walking into <laughs> Ron and James Dio's house with a big 35-millimeter camera back then, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you couldn't get in as much trouble, I guess, because we sure did do a lot of bad things that nowadays probably uh, would not uh, would not fly in uh, in today's uh today's world anyways right does anything fly in today's world (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't seem that way that's but growing up in the 70s and 80s is definitely something that i wish that i could have got to experience i'm only 28 so i was born in 91 but um, oh yeah you're a youngster yeah I'm, i'm just a young guy but i i'm glad that i was still able to feel the music from that time from my dad you know Saying no, we're not going to listen to that. We're we're going to listen to some some. We're going to listen to the Beatles, or we're going to listen to Credence, or you know, we're going to listen to some of these bands that I grew up with because it's it's better music than what you're going to listen to. And he was right. And it's still, I mean, with you guys, I mean, it's still relevant now as as a genre. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you know, you know, the boy bands of the two thousands. I don't think you know, those kids are going to be listening to that stuff, you know, 20, 30 years from now going, you know, new kids on the block is considered classic rock now. Right. Or in, in sync and stuff. Right. I don't think, and that was, you know, that was pretty much the norm for, you know, 10 years is, you know, boy bands and girl bands. Right. So that stuff just doesn't hold up. You know, it's, it's kind of like your, your classic country, right. You know, like the outlaw country with, uh, Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson and those guys, that yep. stuff's going to stick around forever where, you know, today's pop country, probably, you know, it's like one hit wonders for a lot of these guys and oh, yeah. they're just not going to stick around. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you mentioned, um, like the older country, like Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash. And, you know, th- those are all artists that I grew up listening to because my dad was, you know, big time in the country music. He played guitar and he played in a band and everything. And Johnny Cash, his music, I really love. And I don't know. It's just, I've, I've never been a huge country fan, but that type of country from back then, like 60s, 70s, that was the country that I could listen to and I can still listen to today. But the country that's out there right now, it's a little hard to listen to. And I guess they refer to it as pop country. And like you said earlier, pop country, but that's not something I was really into. And like Garth Brooks and that kind of thing. Everybody in high school was really into Garth Brooks, but I was at that time, Nirvana, Tool, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that and, was a, and that, no, that was the way it was for me too. I mean, country music for me, it was, you know, when I was in the seventies, when I was, you know, just a kid, uh, you know, I was really into God cause my dad influenced me with, you know, stuff like the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, you know, uh, and Led Zeppelin. That's the kind of stuff that, that I was gr- grown up on. So, um, and I didn't hear a lot of like the classic country. Um, I didn't really start to appreciate really classic country until Garth Brooks kind of came along uh, during those late 80s time when I was like, oh, because he kind of like changed country music. He made it from country western kind of into more more commercial, right? right so yeah. people like me that weren't into any country and western kind of started dabbling into it. And that's when I started listening to more Willie Nelson and stuff and, and, and you know, 
Hank Williams and stuff and, and really appreciating some, some good country music. Right? right. So, and because I have rock roots, it was guys like, you know, the Keith Urbans of the world kind of got me into, I was like, Oh, I can relate to that. Cause it's sounds more like rock and roll. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and, but you know, I thought it was good at the time, but now those guys have kind of totally sold out, right? I mean, it's it's real pop country now yeah. with those guys. But at least, like I said, today's country music is is the only real rock and roll that's really out there because the, the radio stations, they don't play any new rock really for the most part, you know. Mm. Um, so at least, you know, country, pop country is like the only thing that's really out there that has anything that re even resembles rock and roll, at least, at least a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe there's still hope for it out there. <laughs> let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope so. But, yeah. We're keeping the flame going, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, still, still being able to have that, the electric guitar and having really, really good solid guitar riffs in in any sort of music is getting harder and harder to come by but it's at least it still shows up in the pop country yes yeah, exactly that's exactly my point right is yeah. that it's still at least when you watch those award shows at least those guys are playing live right yeah. they're not just lip syncing to a backing track right i yeah. mean they're actually really performing and they got guitars they got drums you know it's it's not just you know somebody with a microphone and a turntable um and, uh, and so I can appreciate that style just a little bit more than I can, you know, yeah, other styles yeah. that don't have that. So, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's why I do find myself listening to more guys like like you that still touch on the classic rock and, you know, still have that kind of country vibe. Because I've I kind of grew up country more than anything else. But, yeah, um, you know, I've always just loved classic rock. And that's if if I'm having a bad day, that's what I listen to. And it's just snap of the finger and I'm, I'm off and I'm like, hell yeah, th this is what music is. This is what it needs to be instead of something that's just generated in a computer and any, yeah, and, you know, any schmo with a, with a tablet and, you know, some speakers can make a, a great hit, but it takes true talent to actually go out there. Like you guys with wild bill outlaws, like to go out there and actually play music the way it's intended to be played. You can find more music by Billy DeVette on Apple Music and Spotify. Also, follow him on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Exactly. So, and I really think that, you know, if you're going to like pinpoint genres, I think that Southern rock kind of genre is still a, a really viable sound that yeah. is, that, not only was it really popular in the seventies with bands like Leonard Skinner and, you know, Molly Hatchet and that kind of stuff, but bands, even today, the country bands, the newer, younger country bands are still drawing a lot of influence from those type of bands, but putting their younger twist on it. So I think that style is still very viable to into, even in today's music, you know, there's a yeah. lot of young country rock and roll bands that are still very much Southern rock. When you, when you strip away the, the, you know, the other stuff, you know, Southern rock is still a, uh, you know, where you could say hair metal is pretty, pretty much died after Nirvana. Right. right. But Southern rock has really continued to kind of, kind of thrive, you know, in, in many different styles of music. Right. Yeah. yeah. When you mentioned Nirvana and how the hair bands kind of died off after Nirvana came on the scene, I, I would say that Nirvana kind of stuck the knife in the heart of hair, of hair metal. And it was just, it, when Nirvana hit the scene, it was just okay to be angry again. It was okay to just, you know, just be out there, just hanging off the ledge and making some really hard, you know, really hard hitting music. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I lived it through that time. I mean, that whole, like, from 1985 to 1993, I was shopping for a record deal with major record labels. So, um, you know, basically when 91 hit and Nirvana's, you know, big song, uh, uh, you know, Teenage Spirit hit, I mean, we all went from big hair and bright colored, right. you know, outfits and we all went and got, you know, cut off jeans and tied a freaking flannel shirt around our waist and had Doc Martens. You know, yes. that's, that's we all just switched, man. It was <laughs> yeah. it was just, you know, we went from glam to grunge overnight. You right, know, yeah. it was crazy. It was it, it was easy to make that transition because 
their music spoke. It, I don't know if just personally, it really spoke to me as just an individual yeah. and being in high school and dealing with basically what they're singing about every day and yeah. you know, being on the skateboard. And, you know, I was just a rough, you know, rough and tough kid, you know, just, you know, skating around town and getting in trouble and, you know, being a punk. Doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, being a punk. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good description. Well, Music is always music always uh, kind of resonates with the younger kids, and young kids want to rebel against their parents. They want to rebel against you know just society, everybody, right? That's yeah. that's why you see so many kids at colleges, you know, just protesting about whatever it might be, just because they want to rebel. I mean, that's just what you do when you're right. uh, when you're a kid, right? You just rebel against stuff. So uh, any kind of music that has a message about you know screw the man, you know screw my parents, you know, you know, screw the government, you know, that always resonates with young people really well. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, the nineties, I mean, I love bands like Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, those bands to me, I mean, we still play a bunch of their songs, uh, in, in, with the wild bill outlaws. We do, uh, you know, we do rooster and out, Al you know, we do Alice in Chains, we do Soundgarden, we do some Nirvana, we do some Pearl jam, you know, we, we throw a bunch of those nineties stuff in there just cause it's good stuff, man. And, and and like I said, you know, once we hit the 2000s, you know, those kind of that kind of style of music kind of slowly started fading away too. where, you know, you didn't have any guitar solos or any electric guitar anymore. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the 90s were still good. <laughs> the 2000s is where it gets a real blurry for me, man. Yep. Yeah, that's when <laughs> yeah. the Justin Timberlakes and that kind of stuff on the scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, that's what turned me off of music for all of 2000 was uh, those, those boy bands and that kind of stuff. I just, I couldn't listen to it. And I would, that, like I was saying earlier, I just, I would just listen to classic rock. And, you know, I, I still listen to bands from uh, the 90s, even today, um, like the offspring, uh, rise against some of those other, you know, kind of, yeah. I guess you could call them more grunge kind of bands. And it's just like, you know, that, that was the kind of fading out of that era of, of just the rock era, it just kind of fizzled out with them. And it's, just, it's kind of, it's kind of a bummer for sure. Especially for somebody like me that doesn't like the poppy boy bandish kind of <laughs> funky weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you guys how do you guys feel about new metal? I mean, there's new metal, right? I mean, metal's still out there, and the oh, hard yeah. rock music's out there. It's it's just that it's so so over. You know, it it kind of it it's not radio friendly. That real raw yep, right. stuff yep. that you know it's it's hard for that to carry over to the masses, right? Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the. I I do feel like rock and metal is slowly making a comeback. Especially with the generation that I grew up in, so people that are now getting into their their thirties and their their mid to late twenties, they're like, "Oh, this is I'm going to play the music that I grew up listening to and some of the stuff that I'm more familiar with." And you are seeing more people starting to play the guitar, like Tracy's son, and you know, kind of bringing back the electric guitar instead of computer generated wonky sounds. And then, you know, I still teach uh, guitar lessons to, you know, students and I get a lot of, you know, kids that, you know, they're, they're anywhere from eight to, you know, 18 years old. Right. And I'm always amazed. You know, I always I always like, you know, go, what's you know, what's the latest like, you know, pop stuff that they, you know, they you know for a while it was Taylor Swift. You know, everybody yeah. want every girl wanted to learn Taylor Swift songs. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh I'm always surprised when kids come in, they're like 10 and 12 years old. And I'm like, well, what do you want to, what do you want to learn? And they're like, I want to learn classic rock, man. I want to learn guns and roses. I want, you know, and, and I'm like, well, where are these, where are these kids getting this stuff from? Right. Cause I'm thinking they want to either learn, you know, like, you know, you know, Keith Urban, Jason Aldean, or or some other kind of pop star that's out there, Thomas Rat or something like that, right? right? Yeah. Or you know, or Taylor Swift or something. And, and I'm surprised they come in and they go, "No, man, I want I want to hear like Led Zeppelin. I want to I want to learn, you know, I want to hear Guns and Roses and Motley Crue." And I'm like, "That's cool. You got some cool parents." Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where my son gets it from. He gets it from me. So we can walk in the house and. <laughs> He will be playing all these riffs from Metallica and right. Nirvana, and it just blows me away, and it makes me feel 
less of a person because I can't play the guitar like that. I've always wanted <laughs> to play the guitar like that, but <laughs> that's right. I just I can't believe how good he's getting and how hard he's actually practicing the guitar yeah. and just trying to learn the craft it, that he's chosen to take. It's funny. A couple of years ago, I had all kinds of kids coming in. They all wanted to learn uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Yes. And, uh, yep. and that stuff is really complicated because, you know, that's it's really good stuff. You know, it's not just not like, you know, simple riffs. I mean, it's really complicated. And these kids were into it, man. I thought that that was kind of kind of launch a whole new rock and roll thing, you know, and and, and it stayed pretty prevalent for a while. But, uh, you know, I didn't see a whole bunch of new heavy metal bands come out of it, you know, and it's it's unfortunate those guys have had the problems that they did because I really thought that Avenged Sevenfold was a really great band. Right. Yep. Yeah. So since I've been in Denver, I mean, not Denver, but since since I've been in Colorado, we, we came from Memphis, Tennessee. And oh, okay. I'm trying to get, you know, a feel of the music that is around here, basically, because in Memphis, you know, that's a real bluesy type town. Lots of sure. good blues clubs. And the transition here, like the local clubs here, Cruisers, and, you know, there was a couple of others that we've been to, but the music that they play is more rock and more grungy type music. Yep. And me coming from Memphis, being a bluesy town like that, which tons of good music in Memphis and tons of great artists that have come out of Memphis. Have you ever sure. been to Memphis and have you ever? Yes, I have. Okay. I've been to Nashville. I've been to uh, Memphis. Great towns. I mean, I just love them both, man. To totally different, but awesome. Very inspiring. You know, every time I go uh, to Tennessee, man, I'm always inspired just so much just because the talent is so great and the music is just so fantastic. Right. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny that you bring up, you know, coming out here to Colorado with, uh, there being more rock stuff, all of the bars and, you know, places that I've been, yeah, it, it's been nothing but either it's either good country or it's the, uh, kind of rock grunge kind of, kind of stuff. I don't, Bill, I don't know if you know of the high dive down there in Denver. Um, oh, sure. It, it recently closed, man. Um, oh, did it? But yeah. They got a lot. Yeah, it, during the pandemic, during the lockdown, they had to close. Uh, so it closed down, but uh, the owner of the Oriental Theater oh, okay. is, uh, is is bought it, and they're going to reopen it with a, I think, a different name. So it should be it should be reopening, you know, at sometime soon, hopefully. But Very you nice. know, any place that doesn't serve food is pretty much totally screwed with yeah. the, you know, with the. COVID shit and the going on. So a uh, bad time for rock clubs like that. We're pretty fortunate. We've been able to play um, a lot of places just cause you know, like I said, we play a lot of biker bars and, and as long as they serve food um, you know, and, and have an outdoor patio this summer, we've been playing just about every week um, and sometimes nice. two, three times a week, um, which is great. You know, we're really thankful that we've been able to do that. Right. Hell yeah. So have you guys thought about coming out to the Western Slope and showcasing your talents out this way? We would love to. Um, I haven't really, we've been asked to do a couple festivals, like those big uh, festivals out there. Yep. Um, it would have to make sense for us just because it's a three hour drive. So for us, yeah. um, we'd have to do a couple of nights somewhere to just drive out there and do one night um, probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. And because, you know, we're, you know, the places that we play usually don't, you know, aren't real huge or can't pay a lot. It doesn't financially make sense for us to go out there, right. you know, for one night. Um, but if we could put together like a string of, uh, of something, I would be glad to come out there and, and do some shows. That's definitely an area that we need to expand in for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. you guys, you guys would do really great out here. Yeah. Yeah. There's we, a lot of good music lovers out here. Yeah. And, uh, and up here in junction with the nice thing is, is we have a lot of uh, breweries and uh, a few distilleries and they're always playing live music. They got, they got well, stages and all sorts of good stuff up here. And, and, and this is just over the past few years. And I, I'm from Denver. I, I just moved up here a couple of years ago. And since I moved up here, it's just like, oh, you know, it pops up on Facebook or whatever. And it's like, hey, come check out these guys tonight down here at this place. And then these guys here tomorrow night. And, you know, you can go 
what's cool about Junction and Fruita, you can go from one end of town to the other and hear different music that's all kind of rockish kind of country music all the way. You know, you can just kind of spend a night going from place to place to place just hearing great bands. And I know a lot of people like doing that up here, bar hopping, if you will. Yeah, it's just are, a little farther. Are there any? I don't know if like I'm pretty much you know I follow or are pretty much friends with a, a lot of the bands that play around Denver locally here. I don't know. Are there many bands that go up there and play? Because um, if they do, let me know the the clubs and I'll contact them. See if we can put something together. Yeah, okay. um, I don't really know. We we do have a lot of uh, local people up here that kind of play. Um, yeah. from, from what I've noticed, but we do have, uh, guys like Dave Minch. He, uh, he comes up here quite fre- frequently. Um, and, uh, a couple other bands that I know f- that are from Denver that come up here. And just like you said, you know, they spend a weekend up here, um, you know, playing festivals and then they'll play the festival and then they'll go to one of these distilleries or, uh, one of the, uh, breweries and then play music there. And I know Dave. Um, does he, does he just go up there and do his like one man show yeah. thing? Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's easy for him. He's you know it's just him and his girlfriend. They just get in the car and go up there and you know, you know, spend the weekend probably and have a good old time, right? right. But you know, for me, it's it's me and two other guys. So, um, but I would love to come up there. It'd be probably a lot of fun. So, yeah. so maybe I'll reach out to Dave or or you guys, and they will we'll see if we can get something scheduled for. You know, in the next couple months. Yeah, because we, we be a lot of fun. Yeah, we also have yeah, the also. Mesa Theater and some of the some bigger places. We do have an outdoor amphitheater up here, mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So we do have some like bigger bigger stages. If you can kind of find a way to swing it, you know, play in a festival and then go to one of the bigger stages that we have here and play. I think that might end up working out for you guys because there's yeah, the the community up here awesome. is definitely based off of rock that is kind of well, the thing rock and country up here we're a rock band and and if you like having a good time drinking whiskey and beer and raising some hell then we're the band oh, for yeah. you yeah <laughs> so i see you drinking some whiskey there what, what 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 are you drinking there because i'm a i'm a big time whiskey fan myself all right so i i've just finished off a special <laughs> bottle here this is called heaven's door mm. and it's a special um bob dylan whiskey uh, it's a Tennessee bourbon. Um, I'm a ten, I'm a bourbon and whiskey guy. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't do a lot of scotches, but, uh, I'm a whiskey drinker. So, uh, so I just finished this off and this was, uh, this was a great little bottle, man. I just finished it off with you guys. So Hell cheers, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to you, man. Okay. And, <clears throat> and I got my, I got my Trump. I got my Trump <laughs> fucking yeah, feelings <laughs> glass. Very nice. <laughs> All right, Billy DeVette. Figure I, had, figure I had to throw that in after the debate. Yeah, why not? <laughs> what, a, what a shit show that was, man. Fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a complete shit show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Billy DeVette, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time to sit down and talk with us and, you know, giving us a little history about your band and your background and everything. So, yeah, this was awesome. Yep. We, we really had well, a good time, so we really well, appreciate great, man. it, man. Thank, thanks for having me, guys. I, I'll be glad to come on the show again with you guys, and all the best you got. Wish wish you guys all the best of luck, and I'll do whatever I can to support you guys. And yeah, thank uh, you. thanks appreciate for having it. me on the show. Yeah. yeah, and whenever you put out something new, you you put down a new track or whatever, let us know. Send it to me, man, so I can so I can you know get you back on the show and we can talk about it. Yeah. All absolutely. right. Yep. Absolutely. I'll be back. releasing another single here in about in about a month. So yeah, that's great. Uh, I'll let you guys know. All yeah. right. That sounds good. Billy, we appreciate it. Billy DeVette on Driving Out Loud. We really appreciate Hell it, man. Yeah. Have a good night, dude. Right on, guys. Talk right. to you later. See you. Thanks man. a lot. See you.
Okay, so special thanks to Billy DeVette for taking the time to sit with us here on Driving Out Loud. Yes, thank you, Billy. Thank you. Really appreciate it. We had a great time. Billy's a great guy. Um, He's got some great music. Just a real good spiritual type guy that likes to write music, and you can really tell. And help others, too. Yep. And, yeah, he's teaching people to play guitar, so that's a great thing. He seemed kind of big on teaching the younger kids, and he's very excited that they want to play the actual actual guitar music instead of just like so those songs in order that you just heard um back to denver was the first song long road ahead of me yep long road ahead of me and then uh, and love Love, thing love thing right that was the last song that you just heard so if you want to hear more from billy devet you can find him on apple music spotify and YouTube for some really great videos that he put together. And cover songs. Yes. Go check out his cover songs. Oh, yeah. The cover song of Radioactive. Radioactive. Hell, yeah. That was Dude, that a was, great That one. was actually really good. That was really good. So, again, Billy DeVette, thanks very much for appearing on the show. You're welcome back anytime. We look forward to hearing from you again and any new material that you put out. Hell, yeah. Thanks, Billy. So... That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Later. See ya. If you've enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button so you can be notified each time we publish a new episode. Also, We ask that you share the show for other podcast listeners. Join us at facebook.com slash drivingoutloud. You can also subscribe at our website, www.drivingoutloud.com, or follow the links provided in the show summary. Thanks for listening.